and welcome to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. I'm Jen Setrauer, and this is a podcast all about navigating life in your 20s. Here we have a lot of fun as we discuss what it's like to follow God into the somewhat daunting phase of life called adulthood. I have by no means mastered the sacred art of adulting, but I have plenty of wisdom and funny stories to share about how I have stumbled through this phase of my life. You're listening to Jen's Guide to Being a Grown-Up. Class is now in session. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I hope you are having the best week ever, wherever you are. I know that I am. And today, we are going to be talking about something really fun and really close to my heart. Today is Jen's guide to moments, memories, and memorials. For all of my um, alliteration appreciating friends, there you go. That's a lot of M's. Shout out to Melissa Matheson (laughs) and her M's. If you know, you know. Okay, so today we're talking about moments, memories, and memorials. Say that five times fast. Um, But before we get into that, I would love to talk to you about what I am loving this week, but actually I'm loving it all the time, especially whenever um, quarantine was lifted. I really, really love this. Um, What I'm loving right now is thrifting. Thrifting is one of my favorite pastimes because it's like going on a treasure hunt. And I feel like once you get an eye for what you're looking for, thrifting becomes even more fun because um, it's easier to weed out what you don't want and really zero in on what you do want. So me and my friend Haley have this tradition that every time I come home to Georgia, we go to Atlanta and we go to like every single Goodwill that we can find. And, um, we like to go to the ones that are in really bougie neighborhoods. Um, cause you can find a lot of good brand name stuff. And we go to some in every other kind of neighborhood because we find some really awesome stuff every single time. The one thing that I don't feel like I've gotten that good at though is finding furniture. I never really find any furniture that I want. And maybe that's just, I haven't stumbled upon the right stores yet, but usually I just find like a lot of really good books and lamps and, uh, baskets and just random house decor. Um, um, I talked about, Um, and one of my episodes about personal style, I talked about a season of my life when I just went through this random dingy menswear phase where I just wore like thrifted, um, sweaters and like, I don't even know t-shirts that were, and just had a really, really thrifted look. I feel like one thing that I see a lot, um, on YouTube and on Instagram is people who will up thrift or maybe what is it called? Upcycle. That's the word I'm looking for. They will upcycle. So they'll go and find thrifted things and do, um, do a little DIY to make them look a little bit better. Back in that season of life when I thrifted for clothes a lot, I mostly just left them how they were. And so they just, they weren't really tailored well. And 
you know, they were kind of dingy. So I, I really like that idea too. So maybe I will start trying to upcycle some stuff that I find thrifted, but I just really love thrifting. And whenever, um, all of the coronavirus stuff got started, I remember it was on a Friday that I heard that everything was about to close and I was over at some friends' houses and I cried real tears because I was so sad that I wasn't going to get to go thrifting that weekend. Little did I know I wasn't going to get to go thrifting for like two months, but that's okay because now, uh, we're able to thrift once again. And now with the requirement for masks, this has actually just been like a, a great hack a lot of thrift stores don't smell good. I'm just going to be real. They smell like your grandma Margie's closet and you don't want that. So now that masks are required, I don't have to smell that anymore. And neither do you. Maybe you're listening to this like 10 years in the future and you have no idea what I'm talking about. Let it be said that one of the silver linings in these trying times is that you didn't have to smell Aunt Margie at the thrift store. Moving right along to today's topic. Today we're talking about um, Jen's guide to moments, memories, and memorials. So today I want to talk about savoring the moment, experiencing life and experiencing life in a way that you will be able to remember and keep forever in your heart. So as humans, we want to remember things. We live in a culture that's obsessed with capturing every moment with photography and video and art. We live in the information age and Capturing time is very, very important to this generation, whether we know it or not. We make scrapbooks. We fill our homes with framed pictures of loved ones. We tattoo important things on our bodies. We, we use all sorts of mediums to um, capture life so that we can remember it. We can see this clearly throughout history. People have always been documenting important events in their lives for the sake of remembering and for living uh, or for leaving a legacy for future generations. Let me be the first to say I am the nostalgia queen. I have an impeccable memory. I can remember everything about life in the fourth grade. Um, I love to remember my childhood. Um, and I really just love remembering my whole life. I just, I really do have a great memory and remember a lot of just random stuff about life. Um, one thing that's kind of funny is I used to be a, um, maybe a borderline hoarder until I moved out and my mom made me throw everything away. I'm serious. I would save every little trinket, every little souvenir, cards from every birthday, art projects from the first grade, just stacks and stacks of yearbooks and just notes from my friends. And then whenever I was moving out, my mom was like, Jen, go through this and save the most important stuff and everything else is getting trashed. I was like, no, mom, I have to remember everything. Don't get rid of it. But today... I want to talk about creating memorials of our walk with God. As we are walking in friendship with God, we are building history with him. So as I was um, thinking about this episode, I was trying to come up with one word that kind of um, was a total of all of these kinds of things I'm thinking about when I'm talking about 
um, making memorials. Because to me, when I think about it, I think about journaling. I think about um, taking pictures. I think about creating art. Um, And so I was racking my brain to try to think of like a word that I could use to just kind of summarize, like, what is a verb for building history with God? And the word that I thought of was chronicle, but chronicle as an action verb. So we're chronicling our lives. So why is it important to chronicle your life? Number one, you are more likely to remember what you write down. When you write things down, um, I think it's even scientifically proven that you're more likely to remember it. I think you're even more likely to remember what you write down with pen and paper, even above what you type out. So you're, it's important to write things down because it'll help you remember. Number two, remembering helps us to trust God and builds our faith. So one of my favorite scriptures comes from Lamentation 3, 21 through 23. And it says this, this I recall to my mind, therefore I have hope. It's because of your mercy that we are not consumed because your compassions fail not. They are new every morning. Great is your faithfulness. And that one I recited from memory because, um, there's another Eddie James song that (laughs) taught me this, this scripture. Um, I think it's called, you've been so faithful and I sang it in a choir one time. What is it with these Eddie James songs and choir (laughs) memorizing scripture? Um, but anyways, when you recall the goodness of God, to your mind, you then have hope. Um, our spirits may not forget things, but our souls do. And that's why it's so important to meditate on the word and say, and to say confessions and confessed and declare scripture over yourself. We have got to remind ourselves. So The third reason why it's so important to chronicle um, your walk with God is when we build history with God, we gain authority. Remembering our history reminds us of the strength of our authority. I'll say that again. Remembering our history reminds us the strength of our authority. John Paul Jackson says this about authority. And I just love this quote so much. He said, authority is a byproduct of relationship. Relationship with he who has all authority on heaven and on earth. And that's Jesus. The deeper that relationship, the greater your authority. The relationship with our creator is not so different than our relationships with each other. At its root, it's only as good as the time we invest into it. It's only as strong as the trust that we build through trials and tests. It's forged not in the times of joy and splendor, but in the times of adversity and trouble. Oh, that gets me. It's forged not in the times of joy and splendor, but in the times of adversity and trouble. So when we're building these memorials and we're chronicling our history with God, 
it's those bad times that we really have to, um, hold on to as well. Like we're not just documenting everything when it's sunshine and rainbows, but it's important to chronicle the really tough times too, because that is where our authority comes from is through, through those times of adversity and those times of trouble. Um, one of the most classic examples of this to me is the life of David, Oh, I love this so much. In 1 Samuel 17, 37, this is what David said. The Lord who delivered me from the paw of the lion and from the paw of the bear, he will deliver me from the hand of the Philistine. I love that so much. David was able to use the authority that he got from fighting lions and bears to defeat a great giant. So, When we remember our history with God, it reminds us of the authority that we have. And number four, when we are intentional to create memorials, we leave a legacy to our children and our children's children. Throughout the Bible, God is referred to as the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. When I was a kid, I just never understood why that was at the beginning of so many passages or, you know, um, all these genealogies. I was like, this is such a waste of time to read all this. Why is that important? Well, this isn't just some phrase that was used just to say that they all had the same God. This phrase is loaded with power because it carries the testimonies of what he did in each of their generations. And one day I want my grandchildren um, to look back and say, if God could do it for grandma, he can do it for me. So if you keep memorials um, from your walk with God, you can pass that down to generations in your own family to come. And lastly, number five, our memorials can be passed down as a legacy for others. I've mentioned before in my Heroes episode um, about Keith Green and the impact that he's had on my life. Um, There's a book that was written by his wife, Melody Green, that's called No Compromise. And this is a story all about Keith Green's um, time on earth and his walk with God. And in that book, um, there's a lot of journal entries from Keith's personal journal with God. And um, there was a season in my life when I read that book where his very journal entries just built and strengthened my faith in the Lord and just played such a big impact in my life. And just think about it, like you don't journal or create memorials in the hopes that they get published someday and change somebody's world. But really, that could happen. Like if you have a journal and you pass it down, they could impact your family or other people in the earth. And that's just so special and beautiful. Um, Jason Upton has a song that is called Write Every Day Down. And I would play the whole thing or um, say every lyric from it. But um, I think I'll just, I'll just summarize with one of my favorite parts of this song. It says this, write every day down to the finders of letters sailing in bottles out on the sea. I'm happy to tell you that God lived in these times for I've been a witness to the most beautiful day, the most horrible day, and both have been miracles to me.
So I just want to encourage you um, to make memorials of your life in the good days and the bad days and everything in between, because you have no idea how much of an impact documenting your life could have on other people around you. All right. And here is Jen's tip of the week. So since we're talking all about moments, memories, and memorials, I would like to talk about the how, how to create memorials. All right. So I've got seven hows of how to create memorials. Number one, and this is for, um, for the people who are very, very committed to the consistency of this. Number one is a journal that has a question a day. Um, I used to have a journal called Q and a a day, and it would ask you one question every day that you could just put like a one sentence answer for. And every page was represented a day of the year. And I think it had five different kind of lines that you could write on. So you could go every single year or whichever years you chose to do it and write your answers down. And then at the end, once you filled up the whole book, you have five years worth of journal entries where you've asked yourself questions. Um, and you can go back and see how different you were in all of those years of life. Uh, that is for the committed, not for the faint of heart. If I'm being honest, I think that I did it for one year and I missed a lot of days and I'd have to just go back and bulk answer. (laughs) And it wasn't really um, what I feel like that journal was intended for. But I feel like that's just a really fun way to document your life and kind of create a memorial of um, what the Lord was doing in your life for a whole entire year. Okay, number two, this is for the, um, the less committed (laughs) This one's a little bit less intense. I would encourage you to make journal entries whenever you get a chance of your highs and lows of each day. This is one that I've done off and on for the past few years. And uh, basically what I do is instead of putting a whole entire journal entry, I will put a highs and a lows category and just put like the great things that happened in that day and the terrible things that happened in that day. And sometimes it's super mundane, like... Um, today was good because I had all green lights on the way to work or, um, today was bad because I didn't finish an assignment that was due or whatever. And it's just really cool to look back on different seasons of my life when I've done these highs and lows and see like, you know, just how different time was. Um, and I did this when I was in ministry school and now it's one of the sweetest things to me to be able to go back and look and see what things were concerning me when I was in ministry school. So for those that want to try this journaling thing, but would like to do something a little bit less intense, try journaling your highs and lows, just whenever you think of it. All right. Number three is art journaling. Art journaling has actually been something that I have done, um, probably for like about 10 years. And I just do it off and on whenever I feel like I have the time and energy to put into it. But art journaling to me is more fun than just writing because I'm very visual. And so, um, for me, sometimes this has looked like collage, 
um, where I've taken clippings out of different magazines and printed off from um, online. I love collage. So that's pretty much my favorite form of art journaling. But other times it's looked like painting or sketching. Um, in my hand lettering phase, it looked like hand lettering. Art journaling is such a fun way to bring a visual element to your journaling. And if you feel like you want to journal and you wish that you did it more, try making it more fun by adding art to it. <laughs> All right. Number four of how to create memorials. Uh, this one is pretty easy, but I feel like not a lot of people do this. Print out your photos. All of us have tons of photos on our phones. Um, and they're just on our phones and we don't get to have them before us all the time. And if you just once a month or maybe quarterly go through your phone and pick like your 10 to 20 favorite pictures and print them out, you will be able to chronicle your whole year in a way that you can tangibly have them in front of you. I have an Instax camera and so I like to take instant pictures all the time whenever I'm doing something fun. And then um, I have these magnets that are on my fridge that are shaped for Instax pictures. So I have like a million little Instax pictures on my fridge. And that's one way that I try printing out my photos. Um, but it can be as easy as just printing them off from your phone like once a month. And then at the end of the year, you could have a whole album full of printed out photos. All right, number five. And this one again is for the committed, the committed among you. <laughs> A photo a day challenge. Oh, I haven't done this, but maybe accidentally I've done this through just <laughs> taking pictures all the time. But if you took a photo a day for a whole year, you would have your whole entire year documented. And I think that would be really cool, especially if you have an eye for um, photography, like you could get really creative about how you captured every day. I've seen some YouTube videos before of people who have taken a picture of themselves every single day for like 10 years. And then they make a video of all of their pictures just to show how much they've changed. Like you could get so creative with it. A photo a day. All right. Number six. Oh, I've done this one before and I cannot recommend it enough. It's an app called one second every day. And last year in 2019, I took a one second video every single day of the year. And at the end of the year, I had this really fun video of every single day of the whole year. And it was so fun, but it took so much effort. Um, like every time I'd be hanging out with friends, I had to take out my phone and they'd be like, Jen, what are you doing? Let's be fully present. Put your phone away. And I'd say, I have to get my one second to which they'd all roll their eyes and then pose and do something really cute for the video. So, um, it, I decided not to do it this year for 2020 just because it was so, uh, so much commitment in 2019, but now in hindsight, I wish I would have done it for this year because it's been such a wild year, but I imagine if I would have done this app this year, like 
for at least a couple of months, the one second clips would just be me sitting on my couch or me just doing something in my apartment. So I cannot recommend it enough. Um, especially if you have kids, I've seen videos, um, of people doing the one second a day and just watching little babies grow up over a year is so cute. Um, or just watching how much people's lives change throughout the seasons of the year is so fun. So I cannot recommend it enough. Number was one second a day app. All right. And the last one, number seven is create something meaningful as a memorial for the big, big moments in your life. And this could be a song. This could be, um, some type of visual art. This could be a poem. This could be a photo, whatever your creative medium is, just create something that you can look at and remember those big moments in your life or those words from God, and you can just keep them before you. One that I like to do um, a lot is write a song in big moments in my life. And then every time I sing those songs, it's not just words, but it's real life experience that I'm singing. So those are your seven tips of how to create memorials. And now is Jen's guide to quiet time. Today, our scripture comes from one of my favorite Psalms. And I think I actually say this about every scripture I use every time on Jen's guide to quiet time. I always say, this is my favorite scripture and it's so special to me, but honestly, probably they will always be special to me because I pick the very best ones that I love that have impacted my life for these quiet time sections. So today comes from Psalm 92 verses one through four. It says this, it is good to give thanks to the Lord and to sing praises to your name, O Most High, to declare your loving kindness in the morning and your faithfulness by night with the ten-stringed lute and with the harp, with resounding music upon the lyre. For you, O God, have made me glad by what you have done. I will sing for joy at the works of your hands. Whoa. That is just such an incredible passage, and it just fills me with joy just reading it out loud. Well, today, as we meditate and reflect on this scripture, I have a couple of questions. So the first one is this. The psalmist says that it is good to give thanks to the Lord and it says that the Lord has brought joy through what he has done. What is something that God has done for you in the past that you can thank him for today? Okay, so a distinction is made by the psalmist between the declarations that are made in the morning and those that are made at night. He says that it is good to declare God's love or his loving kindness in the morning and God's faithfulness at night. And then I just think about like, why does it specifically say that? And I think that it's really important as you start your day to remember that you're loved by God. 
And then at night, whenever you're just thinking about like your day and you're just wrapping up kind of what, what's going on in the day, just to remember that he's faithful. I want to challenge you this week to put this into practice, whether you write down some declarations, um, about God's love and his faithfulness, or you just simply meditate on these attributes of God in general, a couple of days this week, try it out. And now, um, I'd love to wrap up this episode with a prayer and it goes like this, father, I thank you for who you are. Your word says that you are good and you do good. I recognize that this life is precious and every day holds something special and can be full of revelation if I'm open to see it and to memorialize it. As I am intentional to make these moments into memories and these memories into memorials, I ask that these things would have an impact on me, on my family, and those who my life is called to impact. Amen. Well, um, thank you so much for joining me today on Jen's Guide to Moments, Memories, and Memorials. Lots of M's. And (laughs) I hope you've enjoyed it. If you would like to get in touch with me, you can find me on Instagram at jen.zetrauer. Well, I hope you have a wonderful week and I'll see you guys next time.